Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hootink, with my co-host, Christian Conway. Fresh cut on a Friday and ready to go. And you mean the herbs that you were talking about, right? Fresh from the garden? Also, my, my hair as well. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Christian will be extra spicy for this pod and El Trafico. I mean, the, the, the rivalry... Look, I understand the MLS stands that say that Seattle-Portland is the rivalry to end all rivalries, but, I mean... No. Um, I mean, this rivalry has been so electric every single time it's been played that, I mean, there's no question, this is the rivalry that is the, the marquee matchup in MLS. This is, this is the matchup that everyone kind of stops and gets to the nearest television for. Yeah, and the Galaxy lead this series with five wins, but total 12 face-offs, and they've shared points three times. Um, I mean... To me, it's still no contest, even though we have no Chicharita, Chicharito, excuse me, and no Vela for this upcoming match. Um, I still think I still think the Galaxy are the superior team, and this is I, I know I have a biased opinion, and clearly I have a podcast, but it's just that okay, the Galaxy have lost to back-to-back games, which Vanny said wouldn't happen, but you guys, realistically, it was always going to. And if you ask me and Christian, we don't think that it's that bad of a loss. Um, Every time the Galaxy have had their spirit, I mean, I know some people said they look gassed, um, you know, they look like they're not trying to get to the back of the net. It's just really unfortunate things. I mean, the Galaxy are always going to have referees against them. And the Galaxy have always had to be in better positions where that's not going to affect them, for one. And two, Grand Seer just keeps hitting the crossbar. It's just really unfortunate circumstances. Um, Klinsman did a really great job in, as a goalkeeper, but he's not the number one. You're going to have Bond come back in there, and you know you can argue all day who's going to let what slide by. But at the end of the day, we have a more in-depth team. You have a team where multiple guys are trying to step up and take the lead. It's not just they're only relying and trying to feed the ball in one way. You don't have those horrible crosses going the way that they used to. Yes, passing isn't pretty. Gameplay is a little sloppy. But this is a team that has pieces still sliding in, as we've said in our episode 17. This is 18 now. This is not new that the Galaxy are trying to find their way. And what I love, too, is that Vanny, he gets pissed, too. He is going to get these guys into shape, and everybody always steps up for El Trafico. Yeah, it's unfortunate that always against LAFC is when the Galaxy step up. But all we care about is breaking this losing streak and keeping LAFC in theirs. I think you make a very good point in that in, in that last sentence you said about Greg Vanny stepping up and being frustrated in his press conference after uh, the San Jose game. He says, uh, we gave away too many chances. We give away too many goals. It's on me and I'm going to change in the next three weeks. That, I think, is an incredible level of accountability that we haven't seen from this front office in a very long time, right? Like, I don't think we've had a coach, you know, it, when Shaloto was head coach of this team, it was always, it was, you know, the players didn't understand the system. It was on the players. It was it was never his fault. It was always, well, the players were just not smart enough to pick up the system. For Vinny to or come out... even and, worse, he thought it was good. Play. Well, that's a long <laughs> conversation. Um, but 
you know, like for 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 him to to take that level of accountability and and look, I, I think you know those two losses are two very different losses, right? I, I think the Colorado game mm-hmm. is one of those games that you just get in MLS where it's like you lose and it's weird. It's a Tuesday night game. The atmosphere is not necessarily there. Um, you're, you're playing a good Colorado team. It's, it's one of those tricky MLS games that just happen every year to every team. Like every team will have one of those games, right? Where it's like, yeah, we probably could have won that, but you know, I get it. You know, like I understand. And, and the opponent, you know, like you said, being Colorado, like, isn't that weird that they're a good team now? I mean, it, it's, like, I really thought that they were going to stay, like, bottom of the table. Well, but then this is the West, so then everybody's climbing and sliding. Well, I, I think that's that's credit to Robin Frazier and the work he's put in there. Um, and, and I think he he's well-deserved head coach of that team, and he's, he's, he has done a lot of amazing things. I think, you know, that, that Colorado loss, in terms, of, in terms of the week that was, Minnesota win was a statement win, I think. This is a team that can, can figure it out when they need to. I think the Colorado game is one of those MLS games where you just kind of kind of have to accept the fact that this is the reality of the league and like just kind of move on. You know what I mean? Like it, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I you know, I, I think a lot of galaxy fans were looking for some like overarching, like this is why the team was bad because they lost Colorado and San Jose. I think that Colorado game, if you look at the context of how it was played, they just come back from Minnesota. You know, it's a Tuesday night game. The fans aren't really in there. I mean, obviously it's a school night. It's, you know, it's the first week back at school, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fans aren't really there. It's, it's not an electric atmosphere. Um, so I, I think that Colorado game, you can kind of, and I said it on the last podcast and I'll, I'll, I'll repeat it here. I think every MLS team has like three games where like that's kind of the thing. Where it's like, this is just one of those weird games in MLS where it's just, you kind of have to let it go and just, hey, that sucked, all right, but it's not, there's no overarching statements to make about this game, if that makes sense. Um, the San Jose game is the one where I really want to delve into in terms of, of pulling some stuff apart. And I'm going to be oddly positive because, yes, the Galaxy, as, as, as Vanny has alluded to, as Vanny said, you know, we cheat on defense. We don't, you know, we're not focused on defense. That's true. I, 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 I don't disagree with him there. But I think the Galaxy... There was there's moments in this game against San Jose where it's just like the ball movement was absolutely incredibly brilliant, and it's it's this thing about like these first couple of or the, the, at least this I guess we're at the halfway point because what it's twenty eighteen games left to go I think they've yeah. played twenty games. Um, so I, we're, I say we're, it like that because we missed Chicharito so much. Yeah, we, we're roughly at the halfway point. Um, yes, the Galaxy struggled to score goals, but the movement is like the the fundamentals of the of, of attacking plays is uh, that I'm seeing it, it's, it's good. Like does Chicharito change his team in terms of, you know, do they lose both those games next week? Yeah. Or last week, excuse me. Yeah. Probably. They probably would have stolen one of those two games. Had Chicharito been on the field. Yeah. They probably would score a lot more goals, but it's, it's those fundamentals you want to see that like you're looking to build towards something. And I think we're building towards something that is, is very good. Now, I mean, these are two tough losses to take on the chin. I think, the loss to San Jose was incredibly disheartening because I'd argue the Galaxy were the better team for 80 minutes. Like, I, I think you know, the way the Galaxy attacked, the way that they yeah. moved the ball, the, the way that San Jose really didn't have an answer for a lot of what the Galaxy were doing, uh, you know, I mean, 53% possession, um, lead in shots, you know. Um, I, I think they were the better team. And sometimes you're just going to have those games. Like, I, I feel like this week is one of those weeks where it's like, sometimes you're just going to have those games, right? Like, 
Galaxy go out against Colorado, probably the better team, lose to a savvier, smarter Colorado side that's just a little bit more experienced, go out against San Jose and just batter them and just don't get what you deserve. I don't think it's the end of the world. And and this this game against LAFC presents an incredible opportunity. Like this is a very good opportunity for the Galaxy to kind of say to right the ship. I mean, the Galaxy were five uh, five zero and one after losses. This is the first time um, this season that they've lost two games in a row. Like those aren't bad numbers. <laughs> like you know, like that, those aren't bad stats to have around you. Now I will say I am concerned because they're in the top five of expected goals against. That is not a stat that you want um, attached to your name, mm-hmm. but they're, they're they're getting there. Like, and, and this is the thing about a rebuild year, which this is a rebuild year if you think about it. You know, seventeen new pieces, new head coach, new regime, new entire mentality. We're third in the West right now. Like, it's 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 yeah. gonna be okay. <laughs> And a new culture shift as well. I mean, for Vanny to step in and not only just say, like, play like brothers, and then you have the Galaxy acting like their family before tragedy strikes. Tragedy strikes this team with the loss of Jonathan Dosan's father and with Vivian uh, Legette. And so it's just like... You see this team coming together on and off the pitch, and I think that that's what Galaxy have been missing in these, like, last few years. You didn't have... I mean, we used to see pictures of, like, everybody's hanging out on Instagram, and, like, the reason why it's so important is because this team gets to know each other. And, yeah, then you have guys that are literally fresh off the plane, (laughs) and they have to try to not only figure out MLS and adjust, but they also have to figure out the chemistry on their team. And I think that for Vanny to be able to pull that together, for these guys to be able to to pull that together. I mean, it's really, like I said, it's just that they've not been able to finish. It's not that they, you know, can't get their shots in. Like you said, they, they it's unfortunate that the scoreline doesn't match the play that you see on the field. I mean, there are times where you're frustrated as a fan and you're like, no, we don't deserve to win this game. And you are frustrated that the Galaxy dropped points and they could have been number one. But again, that's the West, and that's what Christian's saying. Like, just, you know, you got to move on. And it is another thing, what you said was developing this team. When you say, like, Colorado side is more experienced, that's incredible to me because the Galaxy were always veterans, and I don't just mean in age. And you do have veterans on the team, Sasha Kleschen, and, you know, um, yeah, you can say legit, and Jonathan Dos Santos, and, you know. But it, it's incredible to me that we have these, guys that are young enough to be able to keep up you know i i really think they just they just need like one or two more clicks in and and one of them i think is chicharito being available i think the other click is literally just finally figuring it out and you're literally watching them like you said no excuse this is a rebuild year you're literally watching them figure it out and i think that there's no better way for them to to have challenges it's having games like this it's learning from this and it's saying okay now the big one el trafico not just because of our egos yes it would have been nice to beat san jose and cali classico but this rivalry off the 110 is so shoved down our throats and you know that lafc is super insufferable that you just want the galaxy to finally click right in front of you and to beat them in their home 
I yeah. think that there would be nothing more satisfying, I think, as a Galaxy fan. The morale for the players, I mean, they understand how important this is, and they have, and some of them haven't even been here that long. So well, I'm, I think this game is really going to show what the Galaxy are made of. And, and I don't and just mean that because, because of LAFC, you know? Yeah, excuse me for talking to you really quickly. Uh, Jonathan Bond has said he can't wait to play in that stadium. Like, I mean, a lot of the guys get it. And, and, and I will say, I think the San Jose game, and I think maybe even the Colorado game, to a lesser extent, sometimes just the ball doesn't break your way. If you think about it, I mean, there's you look at some of the chances that were generated against Colorado and San Jose, and it's just like, those, those go in normally. And just sometimes the ball doesn't like you. You know, it's... It's, it's this concept we have in, in hockey about puck luck, which is like, sometimes the puck just doesn't like you, you know? And like, it, it does feel like this team is a little bit in that state where it's like, they're doing a lot of things right and just, you just need lady luck to shine down on you a little bit and it's, it's not happening necessarily. Um, I think, you know, this is, I think Vanny's statements after the San Jose game, which were, you know, for a guy that's, overseeing a rebuild were incredibly like I expect this team to be an MLS contender this year um w w was like th that that to me is, is really awesome and, and I think um and I, and I don't mean to say this so, so let me preface this by saying look I think you know obviously this team is up for this game this week tomorrow like they um, it is the game of the year. Not you know what I mean? say it this week. I mean they've got other games after this <laughs> but they have the international break for two three weeks however long that yeah. is I have, and, and let me preface this by saying, I don't think the Galaxy are going to phone it in tomorrow. I don't. I, they're going to go out there and play this thing like their lives depend on it. Greg Vanny has instilled that culture in them. But I think what Vanny was talking about, we obviously play next week, but we have three weeks to work on things. I don't think this is the end of the world if things don't go necessarily our way tomorrow. Like, I think Vanny's looking long-term about, hey, I've got two weeks to work with this team to fix a lot of systemic problems, or not, you know, systemic problems, but just fix minor things. And that's a really good place to be. Because I think, you know, international breaks are always odd, right? Like, if you're a team that's playing well, you never want to go on an international break because it kills your momentum, it kills your routine. That's exactly what I was thinking. But for the Galaxy, the international break happening right now, considering these past two results and what could happen tomorrow, like, yes, this is perfect timing, you know? And, and, and think about, you know, all the moving parts that Vanny has had to pull together in order to make this work. You've got Jovalovic and Hamelainen, who have only played two games, barely been able to train with the squad, and they in their first week with the Galaxy was a three-game week. Like, you've got Revolution, who's only played, what, six, seven games at this point? Cabral, who's played only, like, eight games at this point? You know, Grancier's still betting in. Like, moving all these parts... At least finally he has two weeks, and, I, and I, I assume what's going to happen in those two weeks is it's basically going to be a mini preseason camp, if that makes sense. Because you have so many new parts that need to just get used to it. You know, like get in and get, get a part of it and, and, and be, be a Galaxy player. You know, like that I think, you know, those two weeks are going to be incredibly critical for the Galaxy. And I think then get Jovalich scoring, as, as you said on... Um, on Twitter earlier today, as I saw, uh, you think he's going to be scoring tomorrow. Um, and I think it's a winning one. I hope, I hope you better are. better be. <laughs> I hope you're correct. Um, we don't do predictions on this show. We don't do predictions on the show, um, famously. Um, but I think he's, go he, he's going to get two weeks of just free time to, to, to bed in all these, these pieces. 
and I'm, and I'm not talking about betting in like a Cabral or a Grancia, um, or even a Revolution. I mean, Revolution's been absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's about getting like Hamalainen in. It's about getting Jovalich in. Um, I think I texted you the game against uh, Colorado where I said, I'm really surprised we're not as good on set pieces as we are considering yeah. the height of our center backs, the height of our, our, our midfield. And, and, and Vinny had alluded to that in his, in his, com- uh, his comments after the San Jose loss. Um, I think another thing that he said that's very interesting, and, and I, I think maybe isn't a problem, but I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's something that he's looking at because you know Vinny's teams in Toronto were always built around efficiency with the ball. They were always built around how can we move the ball to the attack or to the opposition goal in the most efficient manner possible? He's, uh, he said in, in, in his post-game uh, comments after the San Jose loss, he says, I think we are the team that starts their attacks uh, the deepest of any team in the league, which means we have to go from 120 to 85 yards every single time we want to create a chance. I think we can help ourselves. We can build more momentum into our attacks if we can, as a group, change our mentality to defend, to be harder to play against, to recover balls in better ways, to play forward in those transitions, to build the momentum like we had in the second half, it has some speed to it, and I, I kind of agree with him. And and I think this is this 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 note that Vanny's trying to turn a team that was very comfortable under Shaloto, sitting deep, being more than comfortable absorbing pressure, and then turning that pressure and hitting the release valve, and then you know moving on the counterattack. I mean that's why Fabio Alvarez and Pavon and Antuna and and Ibrahimovic were so successful with the Galaxy because. You know, if you, if you, especially if you look at the games under Shaloto when they played LAFC, they sat deep, ate pressure, and then Fabio Alvarez was on a 50-yard run and there was no one there, right? Remember those? Like, I mean, like, those were those mm-hmm. kind of things. Vanny wants this team to be a little bit more proactive, and I think, you know, that's hard. Like, think about the coaches that the Galaxy had before Vanny. I mean, Kern Alfo, who, you know, God, God bless him, but really didn't have a lot of, you know, high-level tactical ideas you had siggy who was a very old you know old school dad in the world defensive kind of guy in the in the bruce arena style and they had Chiloto, who was more than happy to have this team sit deep eat pressure and then hit space on the counter vanny wants this team to be very proactive they want you know he wants that forward press he, he wants you know in terms of here we go christian conway's tactical corner here um but uh, you know i think a lot of managers nowadays look at the game as management of space and if you can compress space from the minute that the ball turns over in the defensive third then you're going to be successful because you have less yardage to go to the goal which is there's a lot of we could do an entire episode on that concept right like we could um and and if we ever do a patreon you might get that (laughs) So I understand why, like, you know, it's, it's a question of turning... break right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a question of turning a team that has been so reactive for so many years into a team that's proactive. That's, as you alluded to earlier, it's a cultural shift. Um, and that's hard to do. Like, that's, that takes time. That takes effort. That takes, you know, it, it, it takes weeks like we just had. You know, where it's like... I was going to say, that takes a game like El Trafico, yeah. actually. But and El Trafico is a weird game, and, and I I agree with a lot of commentators. I heard a LAFC fan talking earlier today on a podcast where he said, you know, throw the records out because rivalry games just are weird. And I'm like, eh, to an extent, yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is an LAFC team that has is on a seven match winless streak, four straight losses. If anything, LAFC needs this game more than the Galaxy needs this game. If you think about it, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Because LAFC, yeah, because they're they're trying to make the playoffs at this point, and they it, don't even look like they will. It is a it is a fight for LAFC's life, and and I, and I guess we'll start transitioning into talking about this game. Um, well, in case anybody didn't watch the MLS All Star Game, I was glad MLS won, but I mean, let's be honest, like Rossi and Atuesta did not look great. No, and, and it's 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 the All Star Game in the middle of the game week, right? Like, well, that too. How good is it? No, but I'm just saying when you, well, yeah, that's fair. But when you're seeing how LAFC has been doing and then how they perform in this match, I mean, it's not that I'm not worried because anything can happen in MLS. It's just that this is where the Galaxy can take advantage. Yeah, and and I think this is a massive game for both teams um, because, you know, for the Galaxy, it could be a statement win, right? Like this could be kind of like, hey, we've, we've exercised these demons, you know, we got this. However, you know, I, I, the last time I watched them on, on, on TV was uh, against Atlanta, and they looked just disjointed in a way that, you know, it, it isn't, it's LAFC, you know, to quickly, to quickly kind of elucidate on them. LAFC is a, is a very interesting team because it's, it's theoretically the same exact team that was so good in 2019 and, 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 and very good in 2020. Um, but it, it, it does feel like the tactical dogmatism that uh, that that Bob Bradley is so committed to has kind of finally worn off, and I think you know, obviously losing losing Eddie Segura is a massive loss for them. Losing you know Carlos Vela is a massive loss for them, but it, it does feel like you know, it, this this should be greater than the sum of its parts. Like you talk about Atuesta, you talk about Diego Rossi, you talk about Brian Rodriguez. Like these are all really good players. This LAFC team should not be where they are right now. And and maybe we're kind of in a mirage here where it's like seven match winless run, four straight losses, everything's gonna be okay for them. Like they'll they'll write the ship. But it just it, it does look like there are things that there's cracks starting to show in the armor, if that makes sense. That this team that is supposed to be so untouchable is fallible. Um and I think this is a great opportunity for the Galaxy to kind of really build some good momentum. And, and kind of this is the worst time for this game to fall, right? Like, if the Galaxy win, oh, it's the international break. You know? Like, where does all that momentum go? Where, where, where does that air in the room go? Um, but I, I, I do feel like there is a, mal- or a, a malady around LAFC that I don't think is necessarily curable by winning against the Galaxy. And that's kind of a great position for the Galaxy to be in. Um, you know, well, like, yeah, when you, when you said, like, this isn't where LAFC should be, I think this isn't where the Galaxy should be either. I think we should have been in first place. And like I said, that's not an unbiased opinion. I think that the Galaxy are... I mean, this is incredible to be saying that they're essentially MLS contenders. I'm, I'm knocking on wood as we speak. <laughs> I'm superstitious. That's why I was hesitating to say these words. But, um, you know, I just, I think that this team is better than their goal lines. And so I'm just really hoping that the Galaxy can really show their stuff. Like you said, take advantage of not having to play until September 11th. Um, and then... Because of MLS All Star, are Araujo and Legit available? Uh, they will play um, because they participated in the game. Um, in terms of amount of time, I 
that would be up to Vanny. Mm. Um, That's w- fine. Sparks off the bench. What I would say is this. <laughs> or to hold the lead. <laughs> we're not the best team in the West. Like, let's first off dispel that notion right now. Seattle's probably the best. Sure, sure. Seattle's the best team in the West. <laughs> and probably Seattle's the best team in MLS right now. Um, I, I think This is I, what they do. Well, I think they're better than the Revs. Um, but I've, I learned long ago not to bet against Bruce Arena. So, um, I, I think Kansas City's, Kansas City's in that top three conversation. I think the Galaxy are comfortably probably the third best team in the West. I mean, obviously, they're two points below Colorado right now in fourth. Um, Colorado also has two games in hand. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think this is, a, this is a big opportunity for the Galaxy, this game. And I think, you know, obviously not having Chicharito really hurts the Galaxy. Like, Chicharito kind of... I think if you, if you watch a lot of the earlier games, and, and I watched the, the home opener again against the Red Bulls, because um, it was on because of a weather delay in New York. Chicharito's kind of been the Galaxy's, like, break-in-case-of-fire, like, get-out-of-jail-free card kind of thing. Where it's like, oh, okay, Chicharito's going to pop up and, like, kind of make everything okay. Like, you know, like... And, and, and I think almost... And, and this is a weird kind of way to put it. Chicharito not being involved due to the myriad of injuries he's dealt with, and, and I think there is very open conversation about, well, we could maybe move on from Chicharito and everything would kind of be okay. Um, Which is a big conversation. Well, you know, I don't think it's that big of a conversation, honestly. I think if they can get Mm. Jovalich firing and they can find another goal scorer, like, you can make up the difference. Um, Oh, no, no, but that's what I I meant. I meant that... (laughs) I meant that for us to be able to have this conversation of this team being okay without Chicharito, right? Because when he was brought on, you kind of got this feeling it was another Ibrahimovic situation, um, even though they're obviously very different players. But you had this, like, big star, feed him the ball mentality before. Yeah. And I, I agree 110%. And I think we, we voiced that on this podcast about, like, the Galaxy have to be very careful about not turning this into Ibrahimovic 2.0. Um, I, I, I think the the one good thing about Chicharito being out, and there was, there was a couple of opportunities in the San Jose game, a couple of opportunities in the Minnesota game, where I was like, man, I really wish Chicharito was on the field for this one, because that would have been the back of the net, um, is that the Galaxy have to figure out how to be a team. Like, the Galaxy have now had to figure out how to operate without having this talismanic striker do everything for them. And it's been a bit since that's happened, right? Like, I mean, Ibrahimovic for two years, Chicharito for the first year. Um, so I, I'm, I understand why everyone's really negative after last week. I understand it. I really get it. Like two disappointing losses, probably should have been in Colorado, probably should have been in San Jose, definitely should have been in San Jose. But it's like the underlying numbers like the galaxy, like outside of that expected goals against number, we're in the top of expected goals. We're in the top of like all these fantastic stats. You're gonna you're going to lose games. Like it's going to happen. This game coming up tomorrow is an incredible opportunity for the Galaxy. You've got an LAFC team that is reeling, that can't figure out its its I mean, can't even really figure out its best starting eleven. Um, you know, like I mean they've they've you know, tried Sefuentes in every position, they've tried to act, like all these different players in all these different positions. You know, it, it, it does reek of a team that is injured and scared and doesn't really know what to do right now. Yeah, not to mention Bob Bradley. Yeah, right? and, like, and, like he he like the only time he won is on a team that wasn't his. Well, I, I would also argue that this is 
what happens with Bob Bradley's career. It's the third year always kind of goes a little southbound. Um, mm. it, it, it is a very weird game in the sense that LAFC is underperforming numbers in a way that is pretty significant. However, sometimes you underperform numbers because of that concept that we talked about earlier, like puck luck, like just the ball doesn't break your way, you know? But it does feel like, to me, LAFC is underperforming numbers because I don't think this is a good LAFC team. Like, I, I it's, you know, it, it, you know, both teams are in such a weird place, and obviously, you know, the, the, the two stars of this rivalry are out, Vela and Chicharito. Um, it's, it's going to be an interesting game, I think. And I, and I, obviously, the famous line that we have on this pod, we don't do predictions. <laughs> I think there will be goals. I, 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 I have a feeling in my, in my body considering both teams really, both teams really can't defend. Dear God, what if it is like a zero, zero, just like both we, teams just shooting, like, and have like 15 shots on goal for each and like, just nothing happens. So I'll, I'll, I'll do two things to refute that and one thing to kind of support that. One, the, on the support side, we've never had a nil-nil draw, and statistics say at least one time in this rivalry we will have a nil-nil draw. Oh, boo. Um, two, two things to refute it. Um, this is an LAFC defense that gave up a goal to, like, a one-legged Joseph Martinez. I don't think they're that good. I shouldn't laugh. I'm sorry. No, and, and, and also, well, I mean, you know, he's recovered from ACL surgery and whatever have you. Um, and I, I think the way that Grand Sear and Cabral and Jovalich have moved together as they've kind of tried to make this, you know, like try to gain understanding in real time. I mean, they've only had, what, like 180 minutes together. Um, I like what I see. And so I think the Galaxy are going to get opportunities. Now, that's incumbent on Grand Sierra and Cabral to, you know, start finding their shooting boots and, you know, Jovalich to, to put one in the back of the net. And I think with Jovalich, he's one of those players where it's, it just has to go in the back of the net once and then it's going to go in the back of the net a couple more times. Um, I, I, I like what I see there. My concern is that I don't, and, and this is kind of a weird thing, and, and Vanny kind of alluded to this when he was talking about his disappointment with his defense. I don't know if Greg Vanny knows his best at least defensive four. And, and, and obviously, you know, he talks about, you know, winning the ball in, in, in opportune positions, which then talks about the entire starting 11. I'm getting to the point where I, I don't know if Vanny has a very good hold on what is my best starting 11. And, and that's not a criticism. It's, it's the reality of the fact that he's got so many different new people to work with that it makes things difficult. Like, if we were having these questions about, like, you know, how is Vanny going to bet in 17 new players in January? It's a very different story if we're talking about it, you know, here at this point in the season. But, I mean, think about how many players he's had to bet in, like, on the fly. And so I, 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 I'm not necessarily blaming him. I do understand why he doesn't know what his best starting 11 is, if that makes sense. And I think he, like, need to, need to figure that out quickly. Um, and I think he needs to figure out what his best center back pairing is. And I, I like Nick Depew. I don't think he's part of that equation. Um, we haven't heard anything about Daniel Starris in a while. I think Daniel Starris... I was wondering. I was going to say that. When we were talking about veterans on the team, but then I was kind of like, oh, he kind of lost his spot in the back there. Well, I mean, they've, they've, they've brought in so many center backs that it's like, it's a, it's a rotating cast of, you know, whoever's healthy, have fun. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, 
I think this is a very good chance for the Galaxy. And, 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 and let's just go meta and big picture here real quick. The Galaxy lost two games. The Galaxy are currently fourth in the Western Conference. It is a sport. You will lose games. It is not the end of the world. They did not lose those games in a fashion that I would say was incredibly disheartening. It's not the end of the world, guys. Like, it, it really is not. However, I think this game, looking at the end of season schedule for the Galaxy, considering how often they're on the road, how many teams they play in the Western Conference that are very good teams in the Western Conference, this is a very big three points if the Galaxy can get it. Now, do we know what's going to shape out on Saturday? This is honestly one of the first traffickers I can say with all honesty, hand to my heart, I have no idea how this is going to go. Because... Both teams are in such weird places right now that this is gonna like this could this could either be a nil-nil draw or it could be a four-three game. Like I, I, I truly believe there's no in between there. So I think you know what, what the Galaxy need to do in this game is be smart, keep the ball, be patient, use what they've done very well against teams, which is use Grancier and Cabral's incisiveness, use Jovlich as a focal point to kind of pull defenses in pull the lines up forward, hit the space behind, have Revolution just be the midfield general that he is. Um, but, uh, Ryan Revolution's been absolutely brilliant this season. Um, and, 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 and just be defensively. So, because what they did to such great effect in the first Trafico this season, which, which they won, which was that they were just solid. They didn't really give you a lot of space. They didn't give you a lot of time. They were just solid. They, I, I, I've long maintained that I think good soccer teams just do the stuff that were like, oh yeah, well that's obvious they should do that well, but they do it well. You know what I mean? Like, they they they, they are so meticulous about the basics that it works out. And I think the Galaxy just need to go back there, which you know, and and Vinny's kind of alluded to that when he talks about his frustration with the defense, where it's just like, if you do the basics well, the rest of it will build. And I think for the Galaxy to win tomorrow, they just have to do the basics well, defend well, be solid, be stingy, don't let up a lot of chances because. You know, if you, if you let Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez and whoever they chuck up top and, and Atuesta and Sefuentes and all those other, you know, all those other players, if you allow them to continually get looks, LAFC is underperforming expected goals. I don't want to be the team where they start actually performing towards that number. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, because they're on a winless streak. I would hate for this game to be when they snap that, you yeah. know, and... I think That's it, such I, an MLSC thing too. I just, I just think it's about doing the basics just a little bit better than Bob Bradley does. And if they can do that, then I think, you know, considering the way that the body language that I've seen from LAFC over these past seven games, I think they have a very good shot at this game tomorrow. But it's about doing the basics well. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, thankfully there is two halves, so the Galaxy can always reset for that second half. You know, so. Because they, they do, you know, the Galaxy always get those late chances. So I just hope they keep it coming, you know. Don't park the bus as soon as you're you're bleeding by two even. And we've seen that. Yeah, and it, it speaks to something that I think Vanny talked about where he said, you know, like, I can't remember if it was after the, uh, the Colorado game or the San Jose game where he said, you know, how was it? it was even before that where he said, you know, we, we take our foot off the gas too often. You know, he said he, he, he alluded to the fact that, like, and we talked about it when um, the Galaxy played Dallas at home, where I texted you and I said, like, look, like, this team needs a killer instinct. And, I mean, Sasha Kletchen said it before the Minnesota game where he, he was talking to the National Broadcast crew where he said, well, it's cool if we score the first goal, 
But what about scoring the second goal and the third goal? Like, we don't want to be the team that just scores one goal and then is passive and responsive. We need to be so much more proactive about, all right, we scored the first goal, let's score the second goal, let's score the third goal. And I think that is especially critical in this game because LAFC, if you give them an ounce of, you know, smelling room, they're going to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, Christian's going to take over the social media tomorrow because he'll actually be at the bank. And ah, let's hope the Galaxy can <laughs> All right. Uh, Follow, like, listen. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you here soon. See you soon.